Welcome to the next episode of PI Perspectives. Today's guest is Kirby Plessis from Plessis Experts Network. Kirby has an extensive background in OSINT research and is one of the contributing hosts for the OSINT Curious Live web chat and podcast. Today she joins us to discuss Reddit and how to add Reddit research to your investigator's toolbox. This episode is brought to you by Crosstrack's case management software. Crosstrack's now offers CTX Vision, a fully integrated video conferencing platform built into Crosstrack's. The videos you host go directly into your video tab. Crosstrack's also integrates with programs you already use like QuickBooks, DelvePoint, ScopeNow, Investigation Video Editor, Word, and more. The integrations combined with powerful features such as automated audio transcription and report generation help investigators generate revenue and improve efficiency. The system can be customized for any investigative specialty. Start your free trial today at crosstracks.co and use promo code PIP20. Now let's get the scoop on Reddit. Please welcome Kirby and our host, Private Investigator Matt Spare. Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of PI Perspectives. I am really excited today to have Kirby Plessis here with me from the Plessis Experts Network. I've met Kirby a few years ago at the uh, OSINT conference that uh, the Hetherington Group puts on, and uh, man, she is fantastic. She is actually emceeing the event this year. Typically, she's she's taught classes there. So we were talking about looking into Reddit and doing some Reddit investigations and how that works and what that looks like. So I asked her to come on the show today, and uh, we're going to dig in deep on that. Uh, Kirby, how are you doing today? Great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for coming on. So you're based in Arizona, correct? Well, yes and no. So I physically spend most of my time in Arizona. My company is still based in the D.C. area, though. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, but, but right now you're currently there, right? In, yes. Uh, in Arizona. So yes. uh, yeah. what is the, uh, the, the pause look for you, the, the, the shutdown here? What, what have you been doing the last few weeks? I've actually been working more during the shutdown than I have in the past. I just haven't been traveling. Okay. So my travel schedule decimated of course completely gone but i've been creating a lot of online courses and i also started an art marketing company as well so i've been doing a lot of online work with that as well that's great you always got to have multiple passions right that's what keeps us sane from from killing people right (laughs) that's right (laughs) for me it's music right if i'm if i'm not playing music uh you know at least once a week um i I get real ornery (laughs) i'm not a good guy to be around so it's good that you have that that out and you have the uh, work-life balance super important Absolutely. Okay, so your experts network. Tell me a little bit about that. How uh, it looks like you you've, you found it in 2008. So walk me through the process of of how you got to where you are today. The way that I founded this company kind of goes way back to 2003 when I left the army. I was an Arabic linguist in the army and uh, signals intelligence analyst. Okay. And when I left that and I came to Washington D.C., I came in as an OSINT analyst, the DOD. And I kind of dove into a lot of the new social media at that time. 2003, there wasn't, you know, there was no Facebook. MySpace probably existed already, but wasn't popular even yet. But what I was finding is that even around the world, other countries, the youth were diving into this brand new social media stuff, even back as far as 2003, and really critical intelligence problems could be solved in part by what we were finding in social media. So I dove in and I started writing a blog on the Top Secret Network. 2007, I was recruited away from DOD to help start an innovation center. And right at that point, 
because I was leaving DOD and I was stopping writing my blog on that top secret network, people were asking me to come in and teach them how to do it. They didn't want to, you know, to lose my, me as a source. And for the innovation center, I came in as an independent contractor. So at that point I said, well, I guess I could teach classes. Uh, a mentor of mine, a former employer said, this is the time you need to start a company and get this, you know, make it, you know, a career out of this. And so I started my company and I I called it Plus's Experts Network because I knew that really the most important thing when we talk about OSINT is your network. No one's going to know everything. It's that network of people that you know, and that's the key to it. So that's kind of how we launched. Yeah. I mean, that is so true when you're talking about open source and, and, you know, even in investigations in general, right? There's, it's such a broad um, um, area, you know, there's no way to be an expert in everything. And I think the Absolutely. folks, the folks that are um, successful in doing what we're doing, no, no one to tap out when it's above their pay grade. <laughs> um, exactly. And being yeah. able to tap into somebody that that at the end of the day is going to get the job done correctly. Um, right. And I don't even say above pay grade, but like parallel to pay right. grade, we'll say. Right. You know, you have your niche, and then suddenly you come across something new. Yeah, you could spend you know a lot of time figuring out that new thing, but why not just partner with somebody who's really good with that, what that new thing is and you're good at what you do and then you can work together. Yeah. The, the thought of doing OSINT in 2003 is scary to me. Like that's, that's pretty amazing. Like where do you start? And man, like what, what even types of records are uploaded at that point? I mean, it's, it's gotta be just a smidge of what we've got today. Um, what, what did it you look know, like then? Where were you going to get I, your info? You know, I would say it wasn't a smidge, like a smidge of what's today. It was just different. So instead of going to Facebook right away, what was really big at that time were the file sharing sites. And the funny thing is those file sharing sites had almost no protection whatsoever. So you could actually, if you got somebody's username, you could just rifle through his whole whole index of files on whatever site he was sharing stuff on. Napster lives again, right? Yeah, Beautiful. right. Exactly. (laughs) So it was just, it was different. There was still a lot of information and I had some amazing successes on the internet. Um, but you know, it was just completely different. Yeah. That's crazy. So, so this network of experts that you have right now, what does that look like for you? Like, do you have people in house? Do you outsource a lot of your stuff? Like what is your, your model? So for the, for the training, most of that's in house. So I travel around and I do like what I'm good at very specifically. And we've had a couple of other people do some other training in the past. Most of the time that's going to be one of those things where my customers they ask for me specifically so that it's a little um it's tough to scale when it's like that right. so i hire so instead of hiring people who really compete against me now and try to get like somebody who's going to teach you through the classes i i bring in the people who have a very good focus on something else so right now i've got somebody who's filling up my my news portal who with um she's got over 20 years experience in OSINT and intelligence i've got another person who also works in the news portal he also retired dod over 20 years intelligence and experience oh. we partner then we also partner out um depending on what projects are out there so uh, some independent contractor style partnering we've done some r&d with for example uh, suny albany and we've done some language or some high level analysis stuff right. where i would go and grab some people that i had worked with in other intelligence agencies who are now retired and doing rent companies of their own okay. and we ask them to come in and partner and help work on very specific projects. Right. And uh, I was reading through your bio there too. And you're, you're fluent in Arabic as well, right? I wouldn't say fluent anymore. No, oh, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no. So that's one of those things where you need to use it or lose it. So oh, there you go. Okay. Um, yeah. That's one of the things that I feel that I can 
get along reading it okay. Right. But as far as like if somebody starts speaking to me right away at first, I, I think I probably my jaw dropped to the floor at first, and then I'll right. squint at them and try to figure out what they're saying. But <laughs> yeah, so I was doing all right with that, you know, reading. I, I did a lot of reading of Arabic anyway, so internet stuff. And then also I taught myself to read Farsi because that was required. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like before you, you enlisted and thank you for serving by the way, and today is Memorial day. So like a, a double thank you <laughs> as we're recording this episode. So, <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, so yeah, I appreciate that. And especially during the, you know, during that time, it's crazy time. So, mm-hmm. so growing up, how are you drawn to all this stuff? I mean, what, what really, piqued your interest in, in, into doing, um, you know, this, uh, open source, uh, investigative stuff. Like what, what, what drew you to it? I would say that that when growing up, I had no clue about any of it and no interest whatsoever. What I was interested in is I wanted to be paid just to read really good literature. Okay. So I went to, to school, to university and just studied just literature. Didn't want to be a teacher, just wanted to read or, and then, you know, I, I ended up being the editor-in-chief of my university newspaper, and so I thought, okay, I'm going to be an editor, not a reporter necessarily, maybe, you know, who knows. But um, then when I got out of college and looked for work, there really wasn't much. So I had about $30,000 of the loans kind of looming over me, and I went and talked to the recruiter because I had known him. Um, funny enough, I had been the cheerleading coach for the university at that point right when I finished and he was at every game trying to recruit players etc right so i knew him so i talked to him and said you know can you get me into anything like broadcast journalism or foreign languages or something like that and when when he's heard foreign languages well they get a bonus if they can get somebody who can make it through the foreign languages schools and that sort of thing so (laughs) yeah so the next thing you know i was taking language tests and yeah that's how it kind of went and I did end up getting my loans paid off and I had a great adventure. And I think that the military was what I needed at that point because before the military, like I said, I, I wasn't interested in OSINT at all. I had no clue about it. I wasn't interested in intelligence, even languages. I thought I was going to be a translator at at an embassy or something. So I had no idea what I was going to be doing, but it gave me focus. It gave me a mission. And that's what I really needed at that point in my life. And that's kind of changed my life for quite a bit. Yeah. I I think that's why uh, like former military really excels in this uh, arena of just, you know, um, the organization skills that you get um, Mm -hmm. and the ability to like process and put things together. Says the guy who didn't serve doing anything, (laughs) you know? No, but I'll tell you Uh, what the biggest thing I think for me was, is not necessarily even those, um, those things, but the fact that, you know, you can start from the ground up and get a win, like get successful, not, not just, you know, in languages or whatever else, but like you even, you know, like I was physically fit enough when I was in college, right. but when I got into the army, eventually I ended up winning, um, PT patches and things like that, nice. you know? So, yeah. So it was just like this thing where you, you start to trust yourself. Sure. Yeah. That, that, that's actually a really good point, right? Building out that, that belief mm-hmm. in yourself and the confidence and, and all that. Um, I, I know, you know, getting back to it, like the law enforcement guys that I know and girls that have done this uh, type of work that, that gravitate towards investigations. I, it, I just see them having an advantage um, if, if they're serious about doing work and, and they want to do it. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's there. So, um, okay. So we, uh, we are here today to talk about Reddit and investigations in Reddit, and we're going to dive into all that. I just want to jump out real quick, give our sponsors some kudos, and then we'll uh, jump back in and, and uh, get going on this. All right. So everybody just sit tight. This episode is sponsored by Delvepoint. 
Delft Point keeps on advancing. They are launching three new searches soon. The due diligence search and business due diligence search will focus on finding red flags through anti-money laundering data. The commonality report will show people relationships that will be a huge tool for investigators who do juror research. Delft Point also just added a new motor vehicle data. This is the best time to try them out. Use promo code PIP20 at delftpoint.com apply to get 100 free credits and a two-week trial. Are you ready for the future of networking and learning for private investigators? Imagine an online community with a vast amount of training and resource material. What if we told you some of the best content and technology providers will give you discounts and benefits for signing up? Get ready for the investigators-toolbox.com. Online this month. Learn more at investigators-toolbox.com. And welcome back to PI Perspectives. And we are here with Kirby Plessis, the Plessis Experts Network. And today we're here to talk about Reddit. How are you doing, Kirby? Good, good. Thanks uh, again for having me. Yeah, yeah. So before we jump into Reddit, let's talk a little bit about your podcast. Because uh, you have uh, the OSINT Curious podcast that you're one of the uh, contributors on. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, and actually it's a live webcast to start. So, I mean, we do put it on podcasts and we put it out on YouTube as a webcast. Um, but it is a live webcast. And what that consists of, the OSINT Curious project, that is, I think there's a, maybe a dozen of us. I, I don't know. You can see where we are on OSINTCurio.us. In the about page, you can see everybody who's uh, on the team, right. the board, the advisors, and the former advisor. But we have we've got a good spread of people from around the world and with different kind of um, focuses and OSINT. Okay. And so when we, you know, we all get together in this webcast and we talk about you know whatever the latest things that are happening, we have a little bit different perspective and we all kind of come and grab things from different parts of whatever happening on the internet at, at any point in time. Yeah, I mean, it's, I guess, kind of similar to your business model, right? The folks that you have, uh, you're doing work with, it's the same kind of spirit, right? Exactly. Complementary kind of skills. Right. A little bit of competitive edge there. And I do notice a little back and forth every now and then. Yeah, Um, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, but it's it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, you guys are great. Um, I I enjoy the podcast and, uh, you know, I I encourage folks to check it out. So, all right, uh, Reddit. What the heck is Reddit? How does it work? Let's talk about it. So Reddit, um, it's been around for a long time, and it's been very, very popular for a long time. And when I say very popular, I mean top 20 websites around the world for years, and as high as six. And when we say like that kind of website uh, popularity, that's like the Facebook, uh, Google, YouTube, those type of popularity websites. Reddit's been up in that group. But I'd say that it's kind of a sleeper because no one, you know, really slams in the media for privacy probably because it really doesn't have such privacy issues as Facebook, et cetera, but it's just not as flashy as maybe some of the social media. So it's just kind of an undercurrent of the internet. They call themselves the um, front page of the internet, right. but I'd say it's, it's like, it's not necessarily the front page of the internet. It's kind of, it's it, what we've through everything. I think anything that you see going on in any social network, things that are happening in the, you know, pits of despair of the internet everything has like some kind of touch on reddit somewhere in reddit somebody's talking about it somebody has insight on it somebody right. has a little wisdom to add right it's a pretty amazing website 
And I, I think one of the things, and correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, mm-hmm. is, is that it, it does archive like much longer. Like things live in there a lot longer than most things, right? Something may be taken down somewhere, but it may live, or at least a conversation about what was up there may live in Reddit uh, if you know where to look for it, right? Right. So unlike the social media, it's not like so temporal. The older stuff isn't hard to find at all. It's just, in fact, it's very well indexed by Google, most of it. Um, the way that it's structured, it is a forum of forums. So the main Reddit really has nothing. But if you go into different sections of Reddit, they all have content. And then what happens is sometimes that content becomes popular enough to push into the, what's called the Reddit main page. Okay. But there's tons, I mean, there's tons of subforums. You can join Reddit, and I can't remember, it's 30 days or 60 days of being a member. You can start your own subforum on whatever topic you can think of. And I would suggest before you do that, though, search, because pretty much every topic is pretty well covered right. in Reddit. <laughs> That's pretty like, awesome. Everything from locations to, you know, different, you know, specific spices or who knows what, right? There's, I'm like, pretty much yeah. everything uh, covered. I'm sure there's some, pop- something out there about pizza, right? The best slice of pizza. I'm sure. <laughs> there, absolutely. The best slice of pizza. There might be several subforms related to that, you right, know? So. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And those mm-hmm. um, those subs you're talking about, that's that's called a subreddit, correct? That is called a subreddit, yes. Okay. So um, well, let's say our, our average Joe investigator has got a case that they're looking into, and uh, he or she's not sure where to where to begin. And they, they, they think like, hey, maybe it'd be a good idea if I at least um, um, do my due diligence and, and check in and see if there's anything in Reddit. Like, how does that work? How would you go about doing that? Well, it really depends on what you're what you're looking for your for your case, but I'll give you a couple of hints. The first thing is, just use Google and do some Google dorks, right? Advanced searches in Google, and search Reddit with Google. Now, let me tell you, like I said before, Reddit's very thoroughly indexed. At least the public stuff in Reddit. There is private content in Reddit. You're not going to get that in Google, but the public stuff is very well indexed in Google unless it's super fresh, like brand new, just, just written. So I would just start with that. I would just start on Google and do a site colon and then type reddit.com space and whatever keywords you're looking for. And you're going to start pulling stuff up. Now, one other thing that I would do is if you are investigating, maybe you are doing due diligence on a company or if you're investigating a specific domain or company, take that domain of that company. So for example, pluses.net, my company, you would just say, just in the URL, put reddit.com slash domain slash pluses.net. And that's immediately going to show you everywhere that anybody has posted a link from that website into Reddit. Okay. And it's a great way to see like what's being shared about that site. Great, great. Um, so what type of cases would you normally say um, you find the most information or, or the most helpful to, to do a Reddit investigation using? Okay, so I'm going to say the most obvious cases are cases having to do with cybercrime or um, internet culture. And by internet culture, I mean the stuff related to something like 4chan or 8kun or 8chan that get posted and discussed on Reddit. But that's not the only thing that you would find on Reddit. Almost anything you see in social media, there will also be uh, some kind of shadow of it in Reddit. So for example, if if there's a major event happening, a protest or a fire or shooting or something going down in the middle of town, people run around automatically to Twitter, they go to Facebook to see if anything is posted there, right. go to Reddit too. Okay. Oh, that's good news. That's, that's, that's a good, uh, good way to, to check into things. So f- for the, for the lay person here, uh, 4chan, 8chan, what, what exactly are those and, and uh, how does, how do they work? 
So 4chan is what's called an image board. It's, it's a board where people can post image and, and text, but then the content of it does not get archived at all. And it's, and 8chan, I think is, I believe is similar to that in, in theory. Now it's recently moved around. The reason that these two are, that I mentioned though, it has nothing to do with like how the forms run, but more of the, internet culture that is actually going throughout those forums and that's when you get things like the um how how can i describe this an example would be just recently here in arizona we had a shooting at the westgate mall and or at the westgate shopping center and that westgate shopping center it turns out the person who did the shooting he uh self-identified himself as an incel and an incel is somebody who says that they're involuntarily submit because for whatever reason, women don't like him. It's a misogynist kind of uh, self-identification. Okay. And so that he's not the only one who has, you know, cr- done some sort of violent act based on his self-identification with this group. So that those type of people will talk on the, the chans and that stuff gets moved to Reddit. And I'd say Reddit is probably the, uh, the ones who are talking on Reddit are usually the ones who, don't go to as far as to go to these other chants and to try to be a little bit. They, they're the ones who are a little, hmm, I wouldn't say less devoted to an ideal, right. but they're more on the surface of the internet. They're not digging so hard. Right. Um, but you will see that kind of thing happen across Reddit as well. So I, I think, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong again, right? So this is mm-hmm. an, a, a place where folks really go to, just um, voice their displeasure or their opinions about things. And it's almost like a safe space, right? I can say and do what I want to say and nobody's really going to know about it, but I can get it off my chest and, and have conversations with uh, other people about uh, these things that are bothering me. Right. Somewhat. And I wouldn't have to say even bothering you though. So it's somewhere where people can share news around about their city. You can identify who you are if you want to, or you can keep yourself fairly unidentified. Reddit itself is is not going to, you don't have a profile page that has pictures or anything. You do have a profile page, but it says pretty much what you want it to say and then how old your account is. And people can create multiple accounts and Reddit does not care. In fact, I'm not even sure right now if Reddit still might not even require you to, you know, have a verified email address. Right. It didn't in the past. You could just sign up for Reddit, create an account with a password and never have an email to back it up. What's been your um, experience with having to, if you've had it, uh, having to issue subpoenas to get information from, from Reddit regarding their users? Is that something that's completely impossible? They're just going to ignore you? No, 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 totally possible. No, they're, they're compliant. They are. Okay. Uh, They're compliant to lawful orders. Absolutely. Okay. And they're not, they're not, um, you know, like some social networks are, kind of on the hostile side. I've never heard about that any any time when Reddit has been hostile to law enforcement at all. Okay. So it's not one of these, oh, it's not so ordered. We're just ignoring it. Not one of those deals, right? No, but you do need to be, it does need to be a lawful order. It does need to be a court order. Court order. Some sort or, okay. Know. So it does need to be so ordered then. Okay. All right. It's got to be formal. Gotcha. Gotcha. Not, it's not a fishing expedition, right? You got to have a, a reasonable idea that right. there's something there. Gotcha. gotcha. Absolutely. If you can tell me some experiences that you've had in in uh, using this tool, and uh, maybe something you came across that you know, was surprising to you, or or some victory that you had in um, you know completing what you were trying to get done. Well, one of the things, um, something that was surprising, it actually just happened last week in one of my classes. We we're talking about automating, and Reddit is super easy to automate. They have RSS feeds for everything, and they also connect to 
uh, Ift really well, that you can connect them into Zapier. There's a whole bunch of ways to automate them. So we're just kind of talking about automating. And we just did a quick search and just like jumped into um, one of the channels. And the very first thing we saw on the channel at the very top of it was this, basically a suicide note. It didn't say I'm committing suicide, but it basically was a suicide note. It's, it's very much in that it's kind of like a social network in that some people, like you said, they, that's a safe place and that's where they're talking to, you know, their people, to their tribe. And so we saw that immediately had somebody call that kind of that information in, you know, because um, you can't ignore one, even if it's a troll, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, no, come on. That's a real deal. Ignore you see that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was something that just recently happened. Um, more on the investigative side, one of the great things about Reddit, like I said, any, any case you're, you know, looking for, Reddit's a place that you don't, it's not going to be unsurprising to have somebody post something. So you can set up RSS feeds for different subreddits and just kind of monitor what's going on. And one of the great things about um, Reddit is that if you know very little about something technical, it's a good place to learn as well. So for example, one of the things I do a lot is teach investigators who are just learning about the dark web to go and just read the stuff people posting in the different dark web uh, subreddits. And there's a, there's a number of them. And throughout time, um, there were some better ones. There used to be actually the subreddits that were just very dedicated to dark web drug markets. Right. And they would teach each other how to avoid the police and how to buy and how to use Bitcoin and everything in um, right in Reddit. And you could just subscribe to those subreddits and let them teach you. Right. And so that's one thing I would tell investigators to do. Um, Reddit does shut down things that it deems as illegal activity, but you know, right. things are kind of borderline sometimes. Right. So it takes them a while. So it took a while for them to shut down those ones that were dedicated to the markets. Yeah. That Eventually was, they did. That, that was my next question, right? Do they police themselves? Like, especially, uh, you yeah, know, nowadays mm-hmm. as it was within the last day or two, Facebook's really uh, starting to, uh, <laughs> crack down on, on people that are posting things and they have a whole committee now, right. That, that's looking at stuff. Right. And I'm sure that Reddit has a committee of sorts as well, but I think they really rely a lot on their volunteer um, force, I guess you'd say, the people who moderate and then administer and everything. But when if it's a dark web mar- uh, forum, subform, subreddit, that wants to share information about dark net markets and where to buy drugs online on, in the dark web, they're not going to self-police themselves and mark, you know, like when right. somebody shares that so i think there's um they've stepped it up a little bit i think there's a lot more uh ai right now looking for when people are doing that sort of thing some of the subreddits are now are self-policing themselves saying don't mention selling directly or their auto moderator will block you right away so that their own subreddit doesn't get knocked down by ai right. or sent at least to human moderation and then get you know deleted because there has been a uh, a number of deletions i'm saying the last maybe three years even so so there's a there's a bunch of white knights running around in there huh (laughs) i don't know about that (laughs) yeah have have you ever like identified anybody in there that that is like oh like if this guy's involved i know there's something juicy going on or or uh, or not really you know sometimes it's difficult on there but there are a few people that i that i watch and not because necessarily that i'm investigating them but, but like you said because I know that they're going to lead me to some juicy places. Right, so. Right. Um, so I'm not going to pinpoint who they are right now, but one of the things that, that uh, another thing I teach quite a bit is you find somebody who's really active in a forum that you consider a good resource. 
right? For whatever it is, dark web, for example, you find somebody who's super active in that. You don't know who they are. You have no indication that they're selling or buying. They're just active and they're posting about whatever. All right. So maybe you're not going to investigate them, but one thing you can do is run their account through something like snoopsnew.com or redditmetis.com or redditinvestigator.com and see what other sub forums they're in because they might be in some other good ones that you would also like. Okay. That's good to know. Let's talk a little bit about your teaching because that, that is a good part of what you do as well, right? The, the instruction it is. on this Absolutely. stuff. So, so tell me a little bit about how that works and uh, how you got into doing that. As I said before, when I first started my company, it was because people were asking me to come give classes and come give speeches. So I started giving a lot of shorter classes and speeches at conferences, that sort of thing. Eventually, that kind of morphed into um, a training, a couple training programs. We have our signature class, which is a three or four day class where we talk basic OPSEC, basic internet uh, skills, and then we really hammer social media. And um, the fourth day, would, if you add that, would be a dark web day. Um, so that's like our package. We do a lot of training. We have a DEA NDCAC course that floats around, and NDCAC is the National Domestic Communication Assistant Center. Um, it's an FBI office that is an outreach office for state, local, tribal law enforcement, where the, all of those levels can go and get um, tools and that like, go buys and information from NDCAC without NDCAC being involved in the case whatsoever. Okay. Right. So you have your case and you, and you see a brand new social network, you can go to NDCAC and you can go look at that social network and find there the processes to file any of your search warrants to them. But NDCAC also has a big training program. And so you go into their training calendar and the DEA class that DEA and I formed over 10 years ago is in there. And we, travel country and give that class um usually about once a month okay do you have um webinars also that you do you offer online or are you pretty much just i do webinars in person no um i'm actually okay so we we created that signature class and most of the time that that's that's usually for private customers and law enforcement or corporations which will hire me just to do that course just for their um groups but we did offer it Last week, we did it for the first time as a webinar, just open to the public. And we had a great result. We had a great um, crowd of people and had an awesome class. And that was the class, of course, I said that we found the suicide done on Reddit. But it was a great class in general. Right. The students were fantastic. And so I think we're going to do more of those. Some of them are going to be more focused. I think we're going to do a fraud one next month. And then we have webinars. We have a lot of webinars. Almost every Thursday that I'm not in a seminar, I'm in a, I, we do a webinar on Thursday evenings. Well, that's great. Mm-hmm. You are jack of all trades. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but uh, but I work a lot. I'm I'm definitely um, driven. We'll say this right. this week's webinar, um, and I know it's going to be passed by the time this gets published. But for example, we're going to be looking for the finstas, those fake Instagrams. Okay. That right. um. So I don't know if you've heard finsta before. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, for anybody who has, I just basically you know like. The teenagers have they'll have two Instagram accounts, one right. for their parents to know about, and one that their parents don't know about. Right, right. The the the, mm-hmm. the the good boy account and the bad boy account, right? That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's uh, that, that's great. Um, so yeah, and and that's uh, that's one of the things that I've I've noticed actually is that a lot of um, a lot of folks like yourself and and Cynthia and, and all that like and and um, even Paraben, right, with with Amber Schroeder, like you, you guys are really. Um, trying to get more material out there during this downtime uh, for investigators mm-hmm. to at least learn what other sources or other things that are available investigative wise that they can 
offer their clients, which I think is, is fantastic, right? Just giving them like, right. hey, this is out there. Here's a, here's a broad overview of you know, what we do and how you can do some of it yourself or how you can sell it to your clients. Uh, I think it's been fantastic. There's been some really good, good webinars out there. Yeah, and if you consider that, you know, Carbon, Hetherington Group, and myself, we're all very small companies. Yeah. Um, and we were really depending a lot on travel to our customers. And when that got cut off, yeah. you know, we need to serve our customers no matter what. And we also still need to keep these companies alive so that we can yeah. help them with investigations in the future. So I know that we've all, we've all been we've been hustling and getting, you know, as information as much out there as possible. It's been, uh, it's been very crazy, right? It's been very interesting <laughs> these mm-hmm. times, you know, uh, those of us that are going to yeah. come out of it are the ones that have done these trainings and the ones that have reexamined their uh, business practices and the, you know, the way they're doing things and tightening up the ship and, 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 and doing networking with their own clients or uh, other investigators during these downtimes. I think those, Absolutely. those are the folks that this- are, are going to be well. Okay. Yeah, this downtime should not be downtime. This should yeah. be watch how things change and flow with it time. Yeah, I, I had a giggle to myself a little bit when I asked you, like, how are things? And you're like, oh, I'm incredibly busy. Because to me, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm, this is the same way, right? I, I'm, right? I'm at home. I'm not going to my offices on every day, right? I'm getting there mm-hmm. in, every now and then. Uh, but I'm so incredibly busy. <laughs> I just wish, like, it was things that were making me money now, but they're not. But, you know, it's laying right. the groundwork for what is to come right and uh that, that's the uh the approach we're taking um mm-hmm. so let's talk a little bit about osmosis uh you, you you've got a new role this year uh and i was very excited to hear about that by the way i was really psyched i was like oh that's so cool so tell me a little bit about what uh, what you're doing this year at osmosis well i was really honored when uh cynthia Hetherington asked me to MC the osmosis conference and so this by the way i even before being asked to, you know, MC it. I tell everyone this is my favorite OSINT conference of the year. It's by far, you know, last year I only got a chance to speak and then I had to run because I had another conference right after. But this is usually my favorite one because I learn the most, not just from the speakers. The speakers yeah. are always great, but it's just even like meeting everybody uh, and networking. talking to the vendors oh, God, and the networking. So yeah. It is the best networking and just like, just be there conference out there. And I'm really excited. She's expanding it to three days it's um in san diego which is very close to me so i'm not in a hurry to get to hop in these lights and but i but i expect hopefully things will be we'll have more procedures by then however yeah. i'm a driving distance so i'm really excited that i can get there i can get there early if i want and enjoy san diego a little bit and yeah yeah, yeah it's a gas lamp district is uh is amazing you know it's uh, it's mm-hmm. a great town i love san diego uh, yeah, yes. I was re- I was really excited to hear that, and I'm, yeah, I think it's great that um, you know um, Cynthia's basically opening it up. I think it's the second or third year she's having somebody other than herself um, uh, MC, and mm-hmm. I think that's that's awesome. You know, um, and and you're right about the networking; it's just amazing uh, to be in the room with so many brilliant minds of just uh, you know talking shop, and uh, even the bits and exactly. bites is is really cool too. You know, like that speed dating. <laughs> Right. Yeah, she's, she's got, got a great. She has a great structure to that. She yeah. puts together an awesome conference. And then, like I said before, you know, you have great speakers, but sometimes the, the big brain ideas that I hear when I'm there came from somebody who just attended. Yeah. And I have to tell you, like for example, I know um, that Mike Lombardi. I don't know if you know him. He uh, attends it every year. Right. That guy comes up with the coolest stuff. Right. 
So, you know, he's not necessarily, he's not speaking, but if I could tell you to tell any of your listeners who you need to go look for and go figure out and talk to Mike Lombardi, go find him. There we go. Right now I'm going to hunt him down. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe I'll have to do an episode with him because yes, uh, I, yeah. I will be, uh, I will help be podcasting from out there. So Cynthia, and I were talking yeah, about you should uh, definitely grab him. having some sort of presence out there and uh, yeah, that's uh, we're, we're going to be uh, recording shows out there. So I'm, I'm very excited about that too. Mm -hmm. Um, so how do folks get a hold of you if uh, they want to learn more about this stuff or just have uh, some basic questions? Sure. I mean, I'm always available. My website's plesis.net. There's a phone number right on that website. Um, it's, it's better if you text me because I don't answer unless I recognize the number because I get too much spam, like, as we all do. Right. You can also email me. The email is also on there, although I think it's in like the smallest possible print you could possibly ever <laughs> use. So it's actually info at plusless.net will get to me. But you can always find me on Twitter as well. I'm very active on Twitter and I'm very responsive to chatting on Twitter. And I love talking on Twitter. That's one of my favorite sources for just, you know, brainstorming things. So if you just want to chat about some source or whatever, Twitter's awesome place. Yeah, we'll have all your contact info in the show notes too so folks can find you. Okay, thanks. So, hey, thank you so much for this. This was great. I know we probably could have spent a bunch more time digging in deeper and deeper on this stuff, but I just wanted to do a 40,000-foot view of uh, you know Reddit investigations, what that looks like, just to, to just talk about it and you know make sure investigators know that they should be uh, using that resource and at least checking um, for more information. So I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. All right. I, I really enjoyed it as well. Yeah, yeah, and I look forward to seeing you in San Diego. I'm in faith I brought my plane ticket, so uh, my wife's not too happy about it, but hey, it is what it is. <laughs> I'm doing it in faith. And, All right, uh, yes, and I'll see you there. Definitely. So, sounds good. Thanks, and thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and uh, we'll check you guys out uh, next week on the next show. Uh, take care, everybody. Thank you for checking out the show today. Kirby sure does know her stuff about Reddit. We encourage you to take a look at some of her instructional content out there. We are also happy to announce that Kirby will be contributing exclusive content to the Investigators Toolbox. We also want to thank Crosstracks, Delft Point, and Investigators-Toolbox.com for sponsoring the show. Now please folks, check out their sites and consider using their services. Make sure you use code PIP20 for additional savings. Next week, it's the return of Nick Himanitis. The topic is Bitcoin investigations. Please be sure to give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and share the show with your friends. Have a great week, stay safe, and thanks for tuning into PI Perspectives.